Whether you are starting a business or running a business, maybe you're producing a podcast like The Kara Golden Show. Let's face it, it's always way harder than one might expect. Lots of little details, meticulous planning, producing product, guest coordination, editing, promoting each episode. It's all a ton of work. Managing merchandise, managing cases and book sales too, layer after layer of complexity. And if you're like me, looking for ways to operate more efficiently and effectively is the name of the game. That's why I'm going to let you in on a little secret. ShipStation, the tool that is here to help you and you need to know all about it. With ShipStation, you can integrate with all the places you sell online, optimize your shipping, save costs and time. Personally, ShipStation has been a lifesaver for me. Its automation features allow me to manage orders from anywhere and print shipping labels with just a click. Seriously, it's that easy. And the cost savings? Unbelievable. With discounts up to 89% off carrier rates, you can't go wrong. Significant savings. And who doesn't want that? An easy-to-use dashboard, robust reporting. Oh, and did I mention that over 130,000 companies have leveraged ShipStation to grow their businesses? Not much churn either. 98% of them stay with ShipStation because it truly works. ShipStation is it. So if you're ready to streamline your shipping process and focus more on what you love, head over to ShipStation.com, the innovative tool that helps turn your shipping challenges into opportunities for growth. Go to ShipStation.com and use code CARA to sign up for your free 60-day trial. That's ShipStation.com, code CARA. Use code CARA for a free 60-day trial. That's ShipStation.com, promo code CARA. Every conversation we had with any distributor, they'd say, oh, no, you can't do that. You can't do it that way. You got to build it in the on-premise. That's how you do it. And we're like, "Mm, we hear you, but we only have so much money to spend. And if we're going to be spending it, we're going to spend it over here where we know our girl is. I am unwilling to give up that I will start over from scratch as many times as it takes to get where I want to be. I want to be. You just want to make sure you will get knocked down, but just make sure you don't get knocked out. Knocked out. So your only choice should be go focus on what you can control. 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 Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Kara Golden Show. Join me each week for inspiring conversations with some of the world's greatest leaders. We'll talk with founders, entrepreneurs, CEOs, and really some of the most interesting people of our time. Can't wait to get started. Let's go. Let's go. Hi, everyone. It's Kara from the Kara Golden Show, and I'm super, super excited to have my next guest here. We have Kat Hontas. For those of you who do not know her. She is the CEO and founder of 21 Seeds Tequila. She is a Bay Area female founder and has just created the most badass tequila company that is all natural, real fruit infused tequila, disrupting the industry. I absolutely love her and her story. And if you guys are not familiar with 21 Seeds Tequila, you definitely 
need to check it out. But I am so excited to have her here to really talk about going from a totally different industry, as I did, into really creating what 21 Seeds is today. And welcome, 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 Kat. So first of all, let's talk a bit about where you came from and why you did this. And and like you were not in the tequila or spirits industry prior. Please share with us exactly why you decided to do this. Thank you so much. And you know, you have literally like paved the way for many other female founders like myself, I think, and inspired us to, you know, regardless of where we came from, to when we come across an idea that makes a whole lot of sense just to act on it. So thank you for being I an inspiration it. to thank all you. women out there. Absolutely. And congrats on the new book. And I hear it's a New York Times bestseller already. So woo woo. Wall Street Journal, not the New York Times yet. We'll take yet. it. We'll take so, it. Exactly. Conquering all of the journals and, and all of them, right? All the lists. But yeah, so I, to your point, I, I did not, I don't have a, a spirits background. I didn't come from spirits. My prior career was actually in the film industry. So always telling stories, which is such an important part of any brand. Mm-hmm. But I, you know, I'd taken time off to be with my kids when I had the, I had my two kids and really wasn't looking to get into the spirits world. It, it was born out of necessity for myself, you know, that then I realized was sort of this trend that was happening that I could capitalize on. So I was a wine drinker, you know, I drank wine and I very gladly, happily drank wine. I loved it. I loved everything about it, including, you know, holding the wine glass, that ritual of holding a wine glass. And I would finish off my nights every night with a couple glasses of wine. I was a rosé and Sauv Blanc drinker. And about now 10 years ago, I just started feeling crappy. So I went to my doctor and said, you know, what's going on here? And he looked at, you know, did some tests and then was like, let's see what you're eating and drinking. And, you know, told him I was drinking wine every night. And he said, oh, there's the culprit. Let's move away. We're going to get you off of fermented spirits, which are, you know, wine, beer, champagne. And I want you to move over to a distilled spirit. If, if you want to drink cleaner, let's move you to distilled. And I thought, okay, I, I kind of sort of hoped he was wrong. And he recommended that I switch to a Blanco tequila And I wasn't really like a tequila drinker at the time, right? Like I would have tequila on occasion, maybe in a margarita once in a while, but I wasn't drinking tequila every night, a couple glasses a night. So I thought, my God, what am I going to do to this Blanco tequila, you know, to make it not remind me of college, like not smell like those, those horrible memories from, from college days and not have it be so harsh, you know, and, and, and just kind of change it. And so once I stopped drinking the wine, like within three days, I felt uh, totally better. Like all my symptoms had gone away. So now I knew I was like, okay, I really got to tackle this Blanco and do something to it to make it more approachable. And I love to cook. So I, I started infusing it. And mm. by infusing it, it completely changed it. It it made it smell delicious and like the things I was infusing it with. And it, it got rid of that harshness of tequila. You know, I was buying a good Blanco. It didn't matter. It got rid of that harshness. It made it so smooth. And most importantly, it was not sweet. Infusing it made it not sweet, just a hint of flavor. It imparted just a hint of flavor, right? And I found that most flavored spirits, because at first I tried a flavored vodka, for example, I, I thought, okay, I'll move over to a flavored vodka. But I tasted them all and I just found them to be overly sweet, have this weird aftertaste like you were sucking on a nickel and kind of all smell like Jolly Ranchers. 
And so I wasn't finding exactly what I was looking for. Again, I wanted something amazing, not Mm -hmm. just booze. I needed it to be exceptional because I wanted to look forward to it every night, you know, as a treat. And so as a reward for raising my kids and, and, you know, everything else that was going on. And so infusing it did it. And even though I had solved this for myself, again, I wasn't looking to make it a business at that point. But over the course of the eight years, what I noticed was a lot of my girlfriends were switching from champagne and wine in particular over. How often have you thought about learning a new language only to be stopped by that memory of yours from the last time you tried to learn a language when it didn't go so well? Okay, maybe it wasn't a language that you were interested in learning, or perhaps all those poorly written textbooks in your sixth grade class weren't that well written after all. I have a great tip for you. It's called Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program around, available on desktop or app, no matter where you choose to learn it or what platform you choose to learn on, Rosetta Stone works and it truly immerses you in the language you choose to learn quicker and easier than you ever imagined to. Maybe you're getting ready to travel abroad this summer and you want to learn a bit of Portuguese, let's say, before your trip. Rosetta Stone can help. I know this firsthand as I did just this before traveling to Portugal last year. I learned Portuguese through Rosetta Stone, and by doing so, I not only got a better grasp of the spoken language of Portugal, but it got me very excited for the trip itself before I went. They even have a true accent feature that gives you feedback on your pronunciation as you are learning, too. They've got you covered. Rosetta Stone's trusted experts are the real deal. They've been helping people just like you for over 30 years helping millions of people to learn Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Chinese, Japanese, Dutch, Arabic, Polish, and my favorite, Portuguese. The lessons are five to 10 minutes long and include practical exercises so that you can pick up the language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. No English translations either, so you really learn to speak, listen, and think in the language you are focused on, helping you get the long term retention you are looking for. And who wouldn't want that? Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, the Kara Golden Show listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today, today. In today's world, which I will admit can at times seem filled with too much of the wrong information, it's essential to find a good source that truly gets to the heart of what I want to know. I am super excited about our next sponsor as I've been a big fan of their content for some time now. That sponsor is The Washington Post. Their depth on topics from business to tech isn't just impressive, it's essential reading for me. Whether I'm catching up on the latest tech trends or understanding how the day's news truly impacts my family, the Washington Post is my trusted source. Let's talk specifics. Their business and tech coverage, absolutely top-notch. Just imagine having the most insightful articles at your fingertips, including 
the unparalleled AI reporting from Drew Harwell, or the pulse on tech and online culture from Taylor Lorenz. And the best part? You can listen to articles just like you listen to this podcast, making it perfect for your busy lifestyle. I was just reading an article from one of my favorite Washington Post writers, Frances Stead Sellers. She covers entrepreneurs like myself, but also covers other interesting topics, including health, as well as some very interesting books. I also love getting their For You newsletter, which is their roundup of stories tailored just for my interests, right in my inbox every evening. The Washington Post app is super well done, I think. It makes it incredibly easy to stay up to date and follow my favorite journalists on the go. And if you ever thought that the Washington Post is just about politics, think again. They cover everything under the sun, from climate and culture to crosswords and cooking, providing a world of surprising stories and vital insights. Okay, enough of the love fest that I have for the Washington Post. Here's the deal. Being a listener of The Kara Golden Show has its benefits, and this one is too good to miss. Now is the time to sign up for The Washington Post. Go to WashingtonPost.com slash Kara Golden to subscribe for just 50 cents per week for your first year. That's 80% off their typical offer. So this is truly a steal. Once again, that's WashingtonPost.com backslash Kara Golden to subscribe for just 50 cents per week for your first year. To tequila and Blanco tequila, really for the same reasons, lower carb, less sugar, just the wellness aspects. Mm-hmm. And they didn't want it to taste like tequila. They were either asking me for my infused tequila that I was making that they had tried at my house, or they were ordering a Blanco tequila and having the bartender squeeze a bunch of fresh lime juice into it, again, to make it not taste like tequila. And so I noticed this trend of people, especially my girlfriends and like guys I knew who were into wellness, who were moving away from beer for lower carb mm-hmm. and less calorie, switching over to tequila. And they didn't want it to taste like tequila though. So I thought, huh, there's this whole trend happening. Maybe there's a business here. And it was really armed with that, that I decided to, you know, talk to my two co-founders now, my sister and my girlfriend, Sarika and pitched the idea to them. And, and this was two years ago. And I said, Hey, listen, I'm thinking of turning my infused tequila, which they had been drinking for the past eight years into a business. What do you think? And they were both down and in. And at that point, we sort of took a, a field trip down the tequila aisle again, two years ago to see what was in the aisle, like what existed. What was in. And I think so often when you take a consumer approach, like to actually figuring out where's the hole, you know, oftentimes I, I, I view like actually getting these ideas as kind of this gift. And it's sort of like a sliding doors model. Like you can either pay attention to the idea like that, you know, this just came in front of you. You had this problem that you really, you weren't feeling great after drinking wine. And so you're trying to figure out like, well, you know, what else is there that I could have that I just like, I'm not going to feel like crap. And, and ultimately that's how you discovered it. And then took it step by step and tried, right? Which is a lot of what my book is about. Like, it's like, you didn't come from this industry. You just like knew that you wanted this product. And I I know that there's so many products out there and so many people listening to this who think I don't have industry experience. I, you know, have no idea how to make this product. And, but 
uh, over and over again, I hear these stories in every single category that are, you know, so inspiring like yours, where you just, just decided to just go try. And, and you could always go back to being in the entertainment and film industry. You could always go and do something else, but why not just go try and see what would happen? If nothing else, it'd be a great story. Like, oh, I started this tequila company and, you know, and, and, you know, I had this idea to solve a problem and whatever, like the, the world wasn't ready for it, or it was, you know, whatever it was. Like, I just love the idea that you went out and tried and now you've got, you know, a successful company, which is really making strides, not only in the alcohol industry, but I love the way that you also think about just really bringing it to market. Can you share um, with people like how you thought about that too? Yeah, Absolutely. Again, I think it was one of our advantages that we didn't come from spirits, right? We we had this outsider's perspective in totally. and and you know, and could think about it without that burden, really. Cause when I think when when you're in an industry for a really long time and there's a way that it's done, when you suggest otherwise, they kind of look at you funny. And with us, we had no track record, we had no history, so we could just come at it with our approach, which was very, very different, right? So in spirits in general, when you bring a product to market, you basically, the brand awareness, the awareness of that spirit, call it a vodka, scotch, a tequila, whatever it is, you generate that awareness in the on-premise, which is like the restaurants and the bars, right? And Mm -hmm. the idea is that like you go into a bar, you know, you might have a conversation with a bartender who turns you on to this like rare scotch or something, or that makes this incredible cocktail that's so delicious that you love it so much that you want to go home and replicate it at home. And so the awareness is in the on-premise and then you you sell it. Really, the volume of sales come in the off-premise, which is retail, right? Like, so, because you think one customer buys one whole bottle versus one customer buying one cocktail in a bar, you got to sell 12 of those to, you know, equal out that one bottle. Sure. So the volume comes in the off-premise. And, and if you think about spirits in general, traditionally, most spirits are actually marketed to men and especially most tequilas, right? If you think about, and this was what we found when we went in that tequila aisle, we, when we did that field trip two, two years ago, and we really like saw what was on the shelf, everything on the shelf was a Blanco, Reposado and Anejo. Those are the three, you know, types of tequilas. One is a Blanco and the other two are just aged versions of the Blanco. And they were all being marketed like scotches and whiskeys and really towards male drinkers. Like it would, they were being marketed to men and there was nothing in the aisle that was being marketed to women. So already we knew that like, there was nothing that was light and bright and you know, you drink it like a spritz easy. You have a couple of these, everything was like sipping and very like, like a scotch or a whiskey. And I thought there's nothing like us in the aisle. So certainly any way that a product like that traditional tequila had been brought to market might not be the way that we should be bringing our product to market. So when we looked at that, we thought, you know, we're marketing this to really to women and women don't discover brands in a bar, you know, like women aren't saddling up to a bartender and having a 20 minute conversation about the history of agave. Women are like, Hey, can you make that less sweet? you know, or so I can grab it and go over to my date night or my girl's night out or celebrating my work drinks or whatever it is. Like we're more social in that way. Like we don't, that's just not how women behave. And we didn't need a focus group to tell us that we're the women, you know, we know how we behave so that we had the, we had that going for us. The fact that we're three female founders, we knew about how women behave. We could just rely on our own experiences. 
And it's like, where do we go to discover brands? And for us right now in this day and age, you go online to discover brands, right? Whether it's Refinery29 or Pop Sugar or Bustle or Goop or Well and Good, you go there, whether it's Facebook, Pinterest, Instagram, influencers that we like and listen to, whether it's podcasts that we're listening to online, like we're discovering brands online. And I like to call this the outer premise. So there's on, there's on premise, there's off premise, and this is the outer premise. And so for us, we were like, we don't, we don't want to focus on the on-premise. We want to launch this brand in the outer premise. We want to make sure that we're reaching her where she is, you know, not forcing her to come to where we are, but literally going into that online media universe and, and letting her know about the brand and discover the brand that way. And that's how we did it. And we did it, you know, obviously before COVID because we launched last April. Um, and, and then obviously COVID hit which then forced this whole industry, the spirits industry to very quickly try to pivot and go online and, and, and really look to the online, you know, world to message, to communicate with customers because people weren't going into stores even as much. Sure. And they certainly weren't going into bars and restaurants anymore because they got shut down. So it was sort of like a bit of luck, you know, in, in as far as like, you know, listen, COVID is horrible and it's awful and it's devastating to this whole industry of on-premise. But for 21 Seeds, we got a little lucky in that we were always in a different space in terms of where we were pushing discovery of our brand. So we got really lucky in that regard. So COVID didn't affect us as much as it did some other brands. But from the beginning, we were always looking to, you know, part of that distribution pathway for us was always a little bit disruptive because we weren't we weren't playing ball and we weren't really focused on the on-premise like they all wanted us to be. And every conversation we had with any distributor, they'd say, oh no, you can't do that. You can't do it that way. You got to build it in the on-premise. That's how you do it. And we're like, mm, we hear you, but we only have so much money to spend. And if we're going to be spending it, we're going to spend it over here where we know our girl is. Yeah. And part of that was that the, the spirit was for women. And traditionally, mm -hmm. tequila had not been marketed to women. It was really focused on men. And so we were we were doing a, a few things very differently. And so you and and the spirits as compared to like wine to mm -hmm. actually do direct to consumer, you go through a distributor. That's right. right. For, for that, that there's right. like rules that date back. I've heard to prohibition. prohibition. Around, That's right. Yeah. That's absolutely which, right. Which is crazy on so many levels. And so, but the fact that you actually had this set up and ready to go was like so much further ahead of so many other companies that just really weren't focused on it. And again, totally. like you, you know who your audience is doing it differently and really you not knowing the answers to it, but just going and trying, I think is just the way to go. And the way that it's, if there's a will, there's a way to go and ultimately get a product out there and, and, you know, really get it moving. So are you not focused on stores at all or you're a little bit? I mean, no, no, we're absolutely focused on stores. We're absolutely okay. focused on the retailers. Cause that's that, that piece of it, we're not disrupting. We are absolutely selling in stores and breaking into, you know, different chains left, right, and center. So like we just found out we're going to be in all the Walmarts where we tested in target. It went well. So now we're getting expanded to eight States where all the BevMo's were all the total wines were at, you know, Safeway, all the Safeway stores here in Northern California, Wally right. Stone. So we're absolutely not disrupting there. There we, we for sure are in stores. 
it's that first piece of the distribution model where we're not as much focused, which is the on-premise. And as it turns out, the on-premise is pretty much, you know, more or less shut down, you know, with limited openings, right? Like there's certain restaurants that have certainly are remaining open, but bars are closed. So we got lucky in that, you know, our dollars weren't being spent there and instead in this outer premise, which is this online universe. And, you know, one thing that you bring up, which is really important to everyone out there that's listening, is like, we had to go up against serious folks, right? Who've been in the business for a very long time to get them to try to see our perspective and to get them to understand that like, you know, listen, we're doing it differently. We know our our product and we know who our customer is. And mm-hmm. I think that's the most important thing in my mind is really understanding and knowing who your customer is, right? Because when you have clarity there and you have, you're very certain of who your customer is, then you can go out and find them as opposed to trying to be the product for everyone. I feel like when you're a product for for everyone, you're a product for no one, right? Like it's so important to just really know who that customer is and then get everyone to sort of fall in line and believe it. And it was it was tough and it was a little scary because these are, you know, folks, it's a predominantly male-dominated industry, spirits as a whole, you know, at all levels, all the gatekeepers along the way, you know, it's male-dominated. And so here we are, three women bringing this new, you know, brand, 21 Seeds, an all-natural infused tequila. So already we're trying to do something different there. Um, And we're saying to them, listen, this is how women want to be drinking. And yes, we want to focus on that female consumer because she's, she controls the shopping part, you know, and even with all of that, and yes, we are women. So we can tell you that we know this from experience. We know this also from the industries that we come from. You know, my sister was the CFO of Refinery29, who's my co-founder. So she had all this data and we're saying, look, guys, here's all the data. You know, this is where our girl is. And even then, you know, they still didn't buy it. They're, they were still like, you still need to, you know, you still need to address the male demographic. You still need to focus on the on-premise. And we were like, no, we're just not going to do it. And you just got to hold your ground. You have just as much of a right to, to that opinion. And if you have the numbers to back it up, like go with that, go with your gut and believe in it, you know, and just don't listen to the noise and don't get distracted by the noise. That was what we did. That kept us, kept our course and now has proven to be the right course. And now they're circling back. And, you know, we just signed a national deal with Southern Wine and Spirits, the largest distributor in the country, because they got it. They finally saw, you know, what we were trying to do with the independent smaller distributors and they saw what we were trying to do. They saw that we were making the inroads. They saw us cutting into these chains left, right, and center. You know, we, we were told by one of our Southern reps, like they've never seen Walmart take a young product like this. It would take five to seven years to get the number of stores that we got awarded in the spring reset. And it's because they, Walmart saw it. They saw that we had the numbers to back it up. And that's the thing. You got to, you got to have the data in the end. Well, I think more and more to whether it's Target or Walmart, they're looking at these online brands in every category and recognizing that they're going to bring traffic into the stores, right? Because people are going to see it. So it's very smart. Um, It's taken them a little while to sort of like get there. But I really think like that's happening. And, you know, you see so many examples, whether it's in beauty or 
you know, razors or, um, That's right. or water. I mean, in, in many yeah. cases, I mean, we, we had a smaller presence in Target in particular. And then when we went online and we really built up a pretty significant online channel, people were coming into Target and saying, um, oh, do you have this flavor that Hint sells online? And then they started calling us saying, okay, like, why are you keeping these flavors from us? And I was like, we're not keeping them. We've just like, I mean, do you want them? I mean, and so we actually <laughs> built out, I mean, we have like 16 feet of space at it's amazing. Target. I mean, it's, and that really happened by just continuing to grow any way you can. So I think like, that's, that's just such an important thing for, you know, entrepreneurs in any category to know that it's like the main thing is, you know, you keep me, you keep moving and keep growing any way you can. And ultimately, if you keep doing that, um, and having enough money in the bank and having, you know, and all of those kind of components, as I always, you know, like to share with entrepreneurs too, it's like being an entrepreneur, it like sounds really sexy and all like super great. It's a lot of work, right? And you mentioned your sister is your one of your co-founders. You have another co-founder right. as well. And what were you looking for when you, you know, were like looking for co-founders? Yeah. I mean, how did you think about that? Great question. And I knew I wasn't, I didn't want to start the company on my own. I certainly didn't have the right skill set to be able to do all of like the product development side of it. Like, how do you take this product I'm making in my kitchen and bring it to market, commercialize it and to scale without compromising on the quality of the product, you know, making sure it's, it's like what I was making at home. And so, and I had none of that background. Fortunately, I had a good friend also here in the Bay Area, another fellow mom, you know, who, who was in that space. So. I knew I needed someone on the product side and then I knew I needed someone on the finance side, you know, someone who really understood like how you grow a business, how you, you know, help raise money, like how do we raise money? How do we write a business plan? How do we model out, you know, forecasts and things like that? And fortunately, you know, I, I, I didn't have to look too far for that one. That was my sister. She was, a, you know, she's been a CFO of a number of companies, has done all of the things that I mentioned. And I knew where I trusted her. And so I want to make sure I trust, trusted the person handling the money. And also she had this incredible background in exactly how I knew I wanted to reach my girl, right? This online media universe. She had worked, again, uh, as the CFO of Refinery29. Then she was the CFO of Britain Co., which is another Bay Area female-founded yeah. company, right? And so she'd sort of been in this space specifically you know, focused on that female demographic for quite some time. So I knew that we were going to get a two for one in that instance. So, you know, the only thing I didn't know was whether or not they would be on board for the journey. Cause to your point, it's a heck of a lot of work. It's, it goes very quickly from being this romantic idea and being a project to mm -hmm. being a company. Right. Yeah. And, and that's like a real critical moment. And I think for each of us founders, it hit us at a different point you know, where we sort of, it dawned on us that, okay, this is now happening. And it's not at the point usually where things are going wrong, because that's very clear to everybody. And you're like, okay, this isn't going to work. It was for us actually at the moment where things were really going right, and things started to take off. And it, it just the weight of, okay, this is the work has outpaced us. Like we can't, the three of us can't possibly handle everything that's happening on a day-to-day -day basis anymore. And we now need to grow this thing. We need to hire people, bring in others in, really make this a company. And uh, I think that we all had that moment at different times. And 
part of being good founders, co-founders is finding people who you can share those moments with, who are open to hearing about them, who are supportive. So just from that to then finding people who supplement where you have a a, a void. A void. Yeah, Yeah. no, definitely. And I think that the interesting, I remember when we were going through the phase that you're talking about, I feel really fortunate that I actually know every single job in this company because I've done it. Right. right? Like, and so I can actually bottle the product. I can also do the PR. I can do the marketing. I can do really basic code on like websites. I mean, I, but what I'm really good at is actually hiring people who can take it the next level, take it, you know, that next step. And so I think like that is really, you need to have curiosity, which you've definitely shown. But in addition to that, you need to, you know, be able to hire people ultimately that can really handle it and really take it to the next level. And then, and then, you know, as you and I were discussing earlier, I think that also recognizing if people are not going to be able to take it to the next level too, because I think that, it's one thing to kind of get out of the way and like, let somebody do something, but if they're not going to, you know, come in and actually hit the ground running or, or sort of bring all these, you know, old habits from their old company and sort of beliefs like, Oh, you can't do that. You can't do that. It's like, get the negativity. You got to have people that are like passionate are curious are like, okay, how do we do this? Will you show me? I don't know how to do this. You know, please show me how to do this and, you know, have to be quick studies on this stuff. And that's ultimately how I think you get a company. And so it's an exciting time for you guys, for sure. Yeah. I mean, especially with like disruptor brands like yours, like yours was, you know, when you first started, I mean, you were the first one that was doing it and you caught it right at the wave, right? Like right as that palette was shifting. And we were seeing people moving away from like sugary waters and sugary drinks to wanting something cleaner, you know, yeah. and you, you were the first that did it all natural hint of, of flavor. I mean, it was like, it was a disruptor brand with the luck of good timing, you know, and I feel like that's kind of where we're at as well in that, you know, tequila had seen this huge growth. A lot of people were interested in the category. It was absolutely on the upswing you know, it's the fastest growing spirit that there is right now and was even before COVID. And all we've done is it's that it's, it's a slight pivot. It's like, yeah, people want to be drinking tequila. They don't want it to taste so harsh. Women are coming into the category in droves. They just want a hint of flavor. They don't want it to be sweet, but they want it to be smooth, you know, and that's what this product is. It's that offering. And so I think we're benefiting from a little luck as well in terms of like that the category had been built up more awareness have been brought to it. And now we're just slight variation on it. Um, and really just addressing a need that we're seeing out there. And that's been the most exciting part is just getting that feedback. 80% of our customers are women, which is, it's an insane stat for any spirit, let alone, you know, any tequila, like that we're talking about a tequila here, you know, and, and, um, it's a real testament to just addressing the needs, listening to that consumer, you know, paying attention. And we were able to do it from an outsider's perspective. So we didn't come with all of the baggage and all the preconceived notions that so many come to in most industries. We had, it's a a gift, you know, it's it's the ability to see clearly with no preconceived anything. I love it. 
So where do people find uh, best way to get 21 seeds tequila is where? I would start because we are national now. So you can get us in, you know, in all kinds of chains all over the country. I would start with our website. So come to 21seeds.com. So, and that's the number 21. Um, Mm -hmm. And then seeds with an S at the end, like you plant in the ground. So 21seeds.com, come to the find us tab and just type in your zip code. And then it'll show you all the places you can get it. But other than that, and you can get it online, like we put you to third-party retailers where you can order online through our website as well. So that's another easy way to get it. And other than that, like if you're in, you know, California, New York, like, again, we're at BevMo, we're at Total Wine, we're at Target, uh, now Safeway, uh, Pavilions, we're cutting into shelves, you know, in all of the resets. They're a little behind because of COVID, which backed them up. I love it. Yeah, but you can get us everywhere. Uh, by next year, you'll find us anywhere. But come to 21seeds.com, you'll find us. And you I can love always it. email us, we'll tell you. And we you're do doing it. online tastings too, right? Yeah, we're doing a lot of cocktail making sessions. So, uh, you know, if you, if, you have a, if you have a company out there that wants to do something interesting for the holidays or an offsite, we can host a, a cocktail making session with your team, which have been really fun. Um, so we're doing those, which which have been great and just showing people how we make our easy cocktails at home, which we like to keep everything sort of all natural, clean, you know, easy to make. That's been a big part of it as well. I love it. Very, very cool. And how do people find you, Kat, uh, on, yeah. on social? Yeah, they can They can find, well, come to 21 Seeds, our Instagram as well. Uh, follow us on Instagram, 21 Seeds is our handle. And then, yeah, you can find me on Instagram, Kat Hauntas. Or you can just email me, cat at 21seeds.com. I'm happy always to talk to anyone about anything. I <laughs> so love it. reach out. If you have a question about anything or you just need an interesting cocktail recipe, I'm here for you. That's awesome. Well, thank you for being so inspiring. And everybody, if you would uh, give this great reviews and come back and visit us at as well at on uh, Mondays and Wednesdays. We're now doing two podcasts a week and really working to bring people, inspiring people like yourself that really are helping people to think about the hard stuff as they're building their business or thinking about starting a business and really hopefully giving people lots of confidence to actually just go out and do it. So thank you so much, Kat. I really appreciate it. I loved it. Before we sign off, I want to talk to you about fear. People like to talk about fearless leaders, But achieving big goals isn't about fearlessness. Successful leaders recognize their fears and decide to deal with them head on in order to move forward. This is where my new book, Undaunted, comes in. This book is designed for anyone who wants to succeed in the face of fear, overcome doubts, and live a little undaunted. Order your copy today at undauntedthebook.com and learn how to look your doubts and doubters in the eye and achieve your dreams. For a limited time, you'll also receive a free case of Hint Water. Do you have a question for me or want to nominate an innovator to Spotlight? Send me a tweet at Kara Golden and let me know. And if you like what you heard, please leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. You can also follow along with me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn at Kara Golden. Golden. Thanks for listening.